Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. All over the world. Good morning. It is Monday here on Church Boy Confessions. He will direct your path. So what's there to fear again? All right. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning, beautiful, beautiful people. To another episode. Sorry. Welcome to another episode of Church Boy Confessions Podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Hecke. Um, Man. Remember I used to count the episodes every time? We are actually on episode 190. And in 10 weeks, we will reach episode 200, which is crazy. Um, yeah, that's, 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 that, that just registered with me when I was building out this message. So maybe we'll have to do something special for that. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. God has already done enough special things with this podcast, so we'll see. But I hope you guys had an amazing week. Forgive me if I sound crazy because my allergies are acting up for no apparent reason. I probably have to dust this room. But nevertheless, um, we're here today. Beautiful Monday. Um, or whenever you're listening to this podcast. Today we're going to talk about spiritual gifts. I, I think a lot of people are interested in this in this topic. I was, I'm definitely interested in this topic. Um, we're going to talk about, or well, really I'll talk about where, what inspired this episode. We're going to get into pride. We're going to get into envy, um, all topics that surround spiritual gifts. Um, and the reason why I, I felt it was really important is because I think that, you know, I would say most of the people who listen to Traceport Confessions, who participate unassociated, a lot of us were raised in a church. You know, a lot of us are in Christian spaces quite often. And I think that um, navigating Christian spaces is not always intuitive. Um, it's not always something that just comes naturally, especially when you're constantly also challenged to very much, you know, be in alignment with Christ and mature in your faith and so on and so forth. So I do see a lot of value in making sure that we as unassociated give you all resources and give you all advice when navigating those Christian spaces, because it's not all roses, man. Sometimes you try to act like it's all roses, you know, but the reality is people can get on your nerves. People can get jealous of you. You get jealous of other people. There are a lot of, we did a whole month on inter-church relations. Um, I forgot what month that was, but that was earlier this year. So I definitely think that this episode is important and it really is inspired by um, a conversation that I had with uh, my mentor, which was, um, which was rooted in this thing that we're reading for for school so i'm in this class called spiritual formation and in this class um i'm I'm, i have a mentor and my mentor and 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 myself we like sit down and we walk through like this whole like um book that that the that the university um gave us to walk through so we're going to get to the episode. We're going to start off with a quote from from that reading. Before I get to that, of course, um, one, I need to go blow my nose. Um, secondly, we're going to get into announcements. Give me one second. Okay, geez, Louise. Um, all right, so announcements. Bible study is this upcoming next Monday, October 2nd. First Mondays of every month, we have our Bible studies, 5.30 p.m. Pacific time. Um, if you have not already signed up, then you won't be able to get the link. So please, um, you know, I direct your attention to the description below. Uh, make sure you sign up with your email and everything. We'll make sure we send out that Google Meets link and you can join us next week. All right. So we're excited for that. 
um, that's really where we want to take it, man. You know, we, we really want to be able to have these Bible studies because there's something about not just having conversations here on this podcast, but also giving you all the opportunity to, you know, you guys speak back and us have those conversations amongst each other and grow amongst each other and really go deeper into the word in ways that we don't typically go on the podcast or go on um, our devotionals, whatever it might be. So um, if you haven't signed up already, go ahead, sign up. If you have signed up, you can be expecting that Google Meets link very soon. All right. Um, as for um, our second announcement, the Unassociated Poetry Jam uh, anniversary special, the, the video was posted on our YouTube, I think, um, last Wednesday. So um, that's available for you to watch. And I would encourage you if you weren't able to make it or even if you were able to make it, no harm in rewatching if you felt it was inspirational. Um, and as you are watching that, I would like to encourage you. I know I said I was going to do it the last time last week, but I'm doing it here again. Um, if you can give us your feedback, the feedback form will be in the description of this episode and it'll also be in the YouTube, um, YouTube description as well. So you can check that out. It was an amazing night. God did his thing. Um, absolutely great. All right. Um, and last but not least, I just want to give a shout out to my boy, Franklin. That's my brother. Grew up together. Today's his birthday. So shout out to Franklin, man. I love you, man. Um, may God bless you with much more favor and much more blessings this year. Let, let it be a very special year for you this year. Um, but let's get to it. Today we're going to be talking about spiritual gifts. Um, and we're going to start off this episode with a quote from this booklet. I don't know if I call it a booklet, a book, pamphlet, whatever it is. But we are walking through this curriculum. Let's just call it that um, for my spiritual formation class. And this quote really stood out to me. All right. This is what it says. It is worth drawing attention to two potentially negative aspects of our consideration of spiritual gifting. First, we must remember that spiritual gifts are not given for the purpose of providing a sense of personal satisfaction or achievement. We do often find great satisfaction and enjoyment in employing our gifts. But when we focus our attention on how exercising our gifts make us feel or on the applause or approval of others in response to our gifts... Something as glorious as spiritual gifting can become idolatrous. Spiritual gifts are given for the common good, 1 Corinthians 12, 27, for building up the body of Christ, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 12. All right. This, uh, this quote, this little paragraph from this curriculum really stood out to me and it got my brain like absolutely churning. Okay. Um, for three reasons. All right. I think there are three things that we can pull from this from this quote. Um, but ultimately, the part that really stood stood out to me was when it said that our gifts are not about our personal satisfaction, but they're about or our achievement. They're about the common good and for the building up of the body of Christ. So there are three things I really want to talk about this episode. And if I'm honest with you, we're going to we're going to probably make an entirely new episode for the, for the third one. Um, so this is going to be a two part thing. All right. We'll talk about the next one next, uh, the last one next week. The first thing I want us to talk about is how dangerous pride is when we're talking about spiritual gifts. And I want us to also talk about how useless envy is. All right. Next week, we're going to talk about the importance of collaboration and teamwork, which I know sounds like, oh, what is this like a work session at your job? Um, but 
collaboration and teamwork is something that must be happening in the house of God. It is something that is very important and is something that God desires. And I personally am at a place where I'm really learning that like deeply and I'm very excited to speak to it. So we'll talk about that next week. Today, we're going to talk about pride and we're going to talk about envy within the context of spiritual gifts. It's not something we haven't discussed before, um, but I definitely want to introduce this angle. All right. Um, so first, we're going to talk about pride. Right. This, this 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 curriculum said that our spiritual gifts, they are not for our um, not for our personal satisfaction. They're not just for our enjoyment. Um, they are for the building up of the body of Christ. They're not they're not for our achievements. They're for the edification of, of our brothers and sisters in Christ. They're for the common good. All right. And in case you don't know what spiritual gifts are, I'll reiterate that spiritual gifts. We're talking about the gifts that the Holy Spirit gives us in order, of course, to fulfill the purpose of, you know, edifying each other. All right. So these are things like, you know, your spiritual gift, my spiritual gift, I would say, is encouragement. Some people have the spiritual gift that's teaching or preaching or maybe they have um, um, the spiritual gift to speak in tongues, to interpret tongues, to prophesy, whatever it might be. There's there's a long list of them. There's no like, you know, list of all of them in the Bible, but the Bible gives us some previews to what gifts can be. Um, even love is a gift, you know, showing compassion, showing grace, forgiveness, all the different stuff. These things are spiritual gifts. They're abilities that the Holy Spirit empowers within us, um, ultimately for the purpose of building up the church. However, when you're given gifts, when you're given nice things, or I'm sorry, let me say this. When you have nice things, it is very hard when you have this sinful nature to not flex these nice things. We're told that God gives us gifts. God gives us all these blessings in life as well. And oftentimes we have, of course, because of our sinful nature, pride that causes us to want to brag about these things, be boastful about these things, to make it look like we are super great. What pride does is that he often takes the gifts that God gives us and then instead of using it to edify our brothers and sisters of Christ like it's meant to, we actually use it to build up our own image, our own reputation, and our own status. Because that pride makes us want to aim to be better than other people. It makes us want to be worshipped and makes the world it makes us want the world to revolve around us. Pride often causes us to misuse our spiritual gifts. Just like we, we just read. Our spiritual gifts were given to us for a purpose. There's an intention behind it, right? Our spiritual gifts are given to us so we can serve other people, really. At the end of the, at the, end of the day, serve the body of Christ and help build up the body of Christ. And I'm going to read um, the passage that was referenced in the uh, curriculum that we just read from, all right? Ephesians chapter 4, um, verse 11 to 13, okay? And he himself... Gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints of the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till, all, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. All right. Like I said, Christ did not give us these spiritual gifts. For us to just be proud of ourselves, but instead for us to use it to serve other people, 
That's why we have spiritual gifts. It's not for us to walk around and say, hey, everyone, look at my spiritual gifts. We have the spiritual gifts in order to serve everyone. Right. But that's such a foreign concept in our current society today. We are very individualistic. We are very self-centered. It's not about serving other people. It's about serving ourselves. We have this entire culture surrounded around putting yourself first, surrounded around, you know, self-care, self-love, and all that stuff has been good. But at the same time, it has been weaponized against our purpose in serving other people. It has made us be more concerned with our own reputation and our own dignity, or not dignity, but our own reputation and our own image and our own status than actually humbly and faithfully serving other people. And I wouldn't limit it to just spiritual gifts either. Although this scripture is talking about spiritual gifts, I would say that we can also talk about all these things, all these blessings that God gives us, whether it be money, whether it be, you know, um, opportunities, whatever it might be. We should be trying to think about how we can leverage the opportunities that we get in this life and the blessings that we get in this life to be a blessing to the other people around us. So our brothers and sisters of Christ and even to people in the world. Absolutely, he gives you great things because he cares about you. Absolutely, God gives you great things because he loves you, right? But he also wants you to serve someone else. He also wants us to serve each other. Because it's very important that we don't get satisfied with our salvation. All right? That which sounds crazy, but do understand that God isn't only concerned with your salvation. He's concerned with our salvation all of us together as one body of christ because he wants us to be one as the the trinity is one that's what jesus prayed for what was it in john was it john 14 john 17 one of those he wants us to be one as the three persons of the trinity are one he wants unity there's a reason why christ established the church because he wants the church we are his he we're his bride. Salvation is not just about you. It's about us. So don't just be happy with I'm saved. The next thing we should be thinking about after we become saved is how can I use the gifts that God has given me to be a blessing to the body of Christ? That is the next step. That is what you should be thinking now. Do not become complacent with I'm saved. Because that's not all that God wants from you. For every believer, every person that calls himself a believer of Christ, you have a duty to fulfill. Oftentimes, that duty has nothing to do with just you looking good. It has nothing to do with your education or your desire to be married right now. Or just your comfort or your goals or your reputation or your status. Instead, it might just have to do with the contribution you can make to the body of Christ. Are you okay with that? Probably not okay with that, but will you do it anyways? Will you care for the body of Christ? Will you put the body of Christ before you? Because let me tell you something. The global community of believers needs you. The church needs you. Your brothers and sisters of Christ, they need you. You know why they need you? Because when you gave your life to Christ, you received the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit deposited into you a spiritual gift. 
And that spiritual gift, like I said, is not just for you to go around saying, hey, I have a gift. Hey, I'm special. The spiritual gift was given to you with a purpose attached to it, with a responsibility attached to it, to serve the church, to serve your brothers and sisters in Christ, to build up the church for the common good of the church. You have a responsibility. You have a duty. Sometimes that duty make you look stupid. Sometimes that duty make you, and man, you better be humble. You're not going to be able to do that duty. <laughs> Maybe it doesn't have anything to do with you getting attention and praise. We have to be more concerned with the body of Christ than we are our personal, our personal image. We should be more concerned with the body of Christ than our own reputation, our own status, especially if we want to say that we are Christ-like because that's literally him. Philippians chapter 2, starting at verse 5, says, Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. I'm going to say that again. But made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even to the death of the cross. If you say you want to be like Christ, then you have to forsake your reputation for the greater good. You have to forsake your reputation for what it will mean for you to serve the Father. The Father is asking us to serve each other. The Father is asking us to sometimes even make sacrifices, great sacrifices for each other. The Father is telling us that there's going to have to be humility involved if we're going to do the things that he wants us to do. And we can't be holding on to our reputation while also chasing after his will in our lives, carrying out his will in our lives. No, they're going to come to a crossroads and you have to choose. Do you care about your reputation or do you care about the body of Christ? Who will you put first? Jesus put us first. Jesus put obedience to the Father first. And Jesus put his love for the church first. Because in John 15 verse 13, it says, greater love has no one than this, than he lay down his lay down one's life for his friends. That's exactly what Jesus did for us. To show us his love for us. The love of the triune God for us. So let me not just tell you to, to be more concerned with the body of Christ in your image. Let me not just tell you to go out there and start practicing your spiritual gifts for the building up of the church. A lot of you guys might say, this all sounds really good, but Emmanuel, I don't even know what that is. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know what that is. Like, sounds good, but at least tell me what my spiritual gift is. Well, let me tell you something, man. Don't ask me. <laughs> I can probably give you some advice and I can give you some questions to ask yourself. In fact, I'll give you some questions to ask yourself. If you want to find out what your spiritual gift is, first and foremost, I want you to pray and I want you to fast and I want you to ask God, what is your spiritual gift? 
What is your spiritual gift and how should you use it? And then I also have some questions to ask you from this curriculum that was given to me. Question number one. Ask yourself these questions. Question number one. What do I consider to be the most pressing need in the church today? People will have different answers. What's your answer? Question number two. What am I most passionate about doing to contribute to the church? All right. Question number three. How have I significantly impacted others in a spiritual sense in the past? And question number four. What have others, particularly those who know me well, affirmed about me in ministry or service to others? Ask yourself those questions. Take some time to pray. Take some time to fast if you are able and ask yourself those questions. And I pray that God reveal them to you if you don't know them already. And if you know them already, let's go. Let's get active. Another tip I have is to educate yourself on the word, because what I don't want you to do is to try to be operating in your spiritual gifts and try to be ministering to other people. And you don't even know what you're talking about. We don't need we don't need those people. We don't need people who don't know the word of God. We need the church needs people who know the word of God. So educate yourself on the word of God. Read it. Meditate on it day and night. (laughs) We don't need false doctrine circulating. We don't need any more. All right. We have enough of that. We want some sound doctrine. Bible believing, Bible understanding people ministering to us. And then another thing I'm going to ask you to do is to go serve at your local church. Do something. Do something. Serve at your local church. You know, some of us, we're not serving because we feel like we don't know our spiritual gifts and we want to wait before we are sure of our spiritual gifts, before we actually take on some type of um, 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 service position in our church. But if I tell you this, man, your spiritual gift does not always have to coincide with formal positions and roles. Your spiritual gift can transcend those things. Your spiritual gifts can work with those things. I'll give you an example. I I, I lived in D.C. for three months during this program in 2019. The way I'm raised is I don't go to church and I just sit down. No. So the church I went to uh, while I was in D.C., shout out New Bethel, um, I started to volunteer. And I was a security guard for the pastor, (laughs) which is so funny because I'm 5'7", 170 pounds. I'm not the most like if you think of I need a security guard, you're probably not going to think of me. You know what I'm saying? But Nevertheless, this is what I chose to do. I was like, all right, cool. Like, you know, they gave me a list of things that I could, like, think about. And I became a security guard. I don't, I I would say that my spiritual gift is encouraging. You know, I'm here on this mic every week trying to encourage you. What does that have to do with security for the pastor? What does that have to do with anything, right? But nevertheless... Being in those positions, that doesn't mean that I can't encourage someone. I can be encouraging someone as I help them to their seat, or I can be encouraging the pastor if we have conversation. I could be encouraging my fellow security guards, or maybe during a staff meeting, I could be encouraging people there. You have to understand that sometimes it's not that your spiritual gift has to directly coincide with formal leadership but or formal positions or roles in the church, but sometimes just taking that formal role puts you in the right rooms and in the right environments with the right people that God wants you to use your spiritual gift to encourage or bless or edify or build up, whatever it might be. So don't, so don't, 
don't don't think too much about formal positions even because if i tell you this you you probably don't even need a formal position in order to serve at your church or or to use employ your spiritual gifts at your church maybe that's for you but maybe it's not maybe you don't need a formal position i i don't think that nehemiah had a formal position when god put it on his heart to go and now lead the children of israel to rebuild the wall of Jerusalem. I, I don't I don't think that they elected the, the children of Israel elected him as their leader. It was more so just this de facto leader that rises up and he now is is doing amazing things. So maybe the gift that God wants you to use doesn't need formal leadership even. Maybe that's what it is. Don't let that stop you. All right? Serve somewhere. Start somewhere. Be in the space. Be amongst your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ and serve. Let's serve. All right. Let's talk about um, also, sorry, point number four. Um, also, ask God. Also, ask God how you can be using your spiritual gifts day to day. Because spiritual gifts are not just for Sunday morning. They're not just for Bible study and midweek service. They don't turn off after Sunday. They they continue everywhere you go, right? Ask God, how do I employ my spiritual gifts at my work, at my school, at my friend groups, whatever it might be? Because they need to to see those spiritual gifts. They, that needs to be on display to them. They need to be benefactors of that as well. People who are inside the church, people who are outside the church. So let's make sure that we're asking God, all right, God, how am I going to employ my spiritual gifts and work out my spiritual gifts this week in all these different spaces that I'm in? All right, because he wants to use you in all those spaces, all right? So let's talk about envy, okay? Let's talk about how useless it is whenever we're talking about spiritual gifts. It's no secret, all right? Sometimes we're in the church and we're seeing somebody else that has all these spiritual gifts on display and we get a little envious, all right? That's, I'll admit it. I don't know if you can admit it, but I'll admit it, all right? Some people, they're in the front stays front and center man they preach that sermon man they could sing man they could play them drums or play that piano all that different stuff and everybody is going crazy for them and of course you know in our churches we're gonna put emphasis on those people because we see those people and their spiritual gifts and display in the most blatant explicit ways right a lot of us were gonna put emphasis on the preacher or emphasis on the singer and all these different things and i'm not saying that that's wrong in and of itself but let us not get it twisted man first of all if you're being envious of these people it's probably because you have pride in your heart and second of all you also have to recognize that it's absolutely useless for you to continue to have some type of envy for these people and i'll give you two reasons why the first reason is that god gives greater honor to those who don't receive it Second reason, and this is, I'm, I'm going to do two and then I'm going to do one. All right. I don't know why I'm doing it backwards like that, but God gave the, the second reason why you should not be envious of other Christians and their spiritual gifts is because God has given that person that you're envious about their spiritual gifts. God has given them their spiritual gifts, not for their glory, but he's given it for your profit. 
Remember what we just talked about. The reason why we are given spiritual gifts is for the common good, is for the building up of the church. And if you call yourself a Christian, you have a Holy Spirit, you are the church. So that means that this person who you might be jealous of their spiritual gifts was given that spiritual gift for your profit. But you see, here's the problem with pride and comparison and envy is that all those things are going to turn what God is really trying to bless you with into some type of competition. It's not a competition. God gave that person spiritual gifts for you. <laughs> so why are you envious? Why are you jealous of them? He's given them that because he wants to bless you with it. Because guess what? God wants to bless us because he cares for us and he loves us and he wants to build us up. And the way he does that is by using people that he gives gifts to in order to do those things to us. He likes to use us for his purpose. So when you see someone with a spiritual gift, that's not a reason to to envy. That's even a reason to thank God, because that means that God has given them something for me. It's for me. This is a gift. The spiritual gift is for them, but then using the spiritual gift to bless you is a gift to you. It makes no sense to envy. <laughs> that person has those things for you. Don't be envious. Be grateful. And then we have this part. God gives greater honor to those who don't receive it. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 23 to 25. This is when we're talking about spiritual gifts in the body of Christ. Verse 23 says, And those members of the body, right, in the body of Christ, which we think to be less honorable, on these we bestow greater honor, and our, unpre and our unpresentable parts have greater modesty. But our presentable parts have no need. But God composed the body, having given greater honor to that part which lacks it, that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. Mm. I need you to trust God with how he's doing things. Trust God to give honor where honor is due. Even when you feel like you're not getting the honor that you feel or the appreciation that you feel you should be having. Because I will say, we all want appreciation. We all want to be rewarded for the good things that we do, right? But the reality is, sometimes people are not going to see the things that we do. And they're not going to give us an award. But I need you to operate by faith and not by sight here. Because the Bible says anybody that comes to him must believe that he is and that that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. We serve a God that is a rewarder just because you don't get your reward and your appreciation prize here on this planet does not mean that it does not exist. We have to understand. I know the world thinks differently, but we as believers have to understand that life does not end here. Like the same way you were probably in high school and like you saw people who kind of peaked 
because they felt like high school all there was was all there was to life like don't be that person with life and that's how i see people who think that this is all that there is to life and there's no afterlife like they're putting all of their eggs in this basket they are peaking here Emmanuel Heke is not peaking on this on this earth i'm peaking in the afterlife if I'm not giving any honor here, if I'm not giving any appreciation here, whatever it might be, if I don't get my reward here, don't worry. I'm not worried. My reward is coming. It's just not going to be here. And we have to understand that and we have to live by that. God knows how to give honor. God knows how to give rewards. That's the God that we serve. I mean, he gives it to some people that don't even deserve it. You think he doesn't know that you... That you are have been faithful. And we just got to trust him on that. We got to take his word for that, man. And let's look at Luke 22. It's the last place we'll look at and then we'll wrap it up. Luke 22, verse 24. This is when the disciples were arguing amongst themselves, talking about who's the greatest, who's the greatest, who's the greatest. I'm the greatest. No, I'm the greatest. I'm the greatest. Luke 22, verse 24 says, Now there was, a, um, there was also a dispute among them as to which of them should be considered the greatest. Verse 25, And he said to them, talking about Jesus, said to them, The kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and those who exercise authority over them are called benefactors, but not so among you. On the contrary, he who is greatest among you, let him be as the younger and he who governs as he who serves. For who is greater? He who sits at the table or he who serves? Is it not he who sits at the table? Yet I am among you as the one who serves. Understand this. People, Jesus just said. There is a way that we as humans view what is honorable and what is not honorable what deserves our respect what deserves our our praise and what doesn't deserve our respect and our praise but god doesn't see things the same way we do we look at the guy that's that's big and strong and and charismatic and a leader and all that different stuff and doing all these great things and we're gonna give him all the honor all the honor all the honor we look at the guy that's sitting down at the table while he has all these servants serving him. And we say, oh, he gets all the honor. But that's not the way that God sees it. God sees that waiter that's serving him. God sees a person that's actually serving other people who deserves the greatest honor. He said, who's the person that's better? The one that sits at the table or the one that's serving but I'm the one that's been serving you guys here. Are you guys greater than me? Really to say that I'm the greatest here. Jesus said, I'm the greatest here. And look what I'm doing. Be like me. Because that's what God sees as the greatest. The person who serves. In the kingdom, it's not about the person that has the most power and respect. It's about the person who performs faithful service. Man. Spiritual gifts, they're not for our personal satisfaction. They are not for our own achievements. They're not just there to make us feel good. They can do all those things, but that's not why they're there. They are there for us to serve one another. They are there to serve the purpose of building up the church and ultimately for the, for the common good. 
if you call yourself a believer, you have the Holy Spirit, that means you have a spiritual gift. And I hope that you discover that. And if you have discovered that, you you genuinely like if you have if you're not already, we need to get on top of that, of you of you exercising those gifts. Ask God, pray and ask God. Follow those tips that I was saying earlier in the episode. Because we need to be operating in them. And that's how, if you want to see a better church, a better global community of believers, and even a better local church, it starts with you using your spiritual gifts properly. That's what it starts with. That's what it starts with. And I want to thank you in advance. Because in you using your spiritual gift, that's going to bless my life. And I want to thank you for that. And I'll even thank you on behalf of all the people whose lives are going to be blessed. Because God, you allowed God to move through you in order to truly be a blessing to their lives. Because that's what spiritual gifts is all about. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you for your love, O God. Father, I thank you because you have given us these gifts and you've even given us all these blessings in life, oh God. And I thank you because you love us and you care for us. Lord, that's not it. That's not where it ends. You also want us to serve one another. You want us to be a blessing to one another. You want us to build each other up. And I pray you help us to not forget about that. Father, help us to be more concerned with carrying out your will in our lives and our own reputation and status and our own comfort and our own pleasures, oh God. Father, I pray, Lord, that you help us so pride doesn't get in the way. So envy doesn't get in the way, O oh God, um, but that we are truly faithful servants of you, O oh God, um, that are not seeking out our own praise and adoration, Lord, but instead we are seeking out how we might faithfully serve one another for the common good and for the building of your church, O oh God. So help us, purify us, search us and know us. And for those of us who don't know our spiritual gifts, Father, reveal it to us, O oh God. And I know that you will. I know that you will. Father, reveal it to us, O oh God, and help us to walk in them. Forgive us of our sin and trespasses, the way we sin against you, the way we've fallen short. Father, shame will not get in the way of our relationship with you as well, Lord. Um, so I just pray you please help us, Father God, to do as you will. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Whew. I tell you, man, the allergies was really bugging this episode, but by God's grace, we got through. <laughs> Um, I love you guys. I hope you guys have an amazing week. Please don't forget to sign up for Bible study. Um, and please don't forget to fill out that feedback form as well. Um, but I will see you guys next week behind this mic as we talk about the importance of collaboration, teamwork. Um, and then also I'll see you guys in Bible study next week as well. I love you guys. Have an amazing week.